Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, sleep tight stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My guest is Thomas Q. Jones. He is an actor, producer, showrunner. He's an executive producer, showrunner, and star on the Bounce TV comedy. I like to call it a dramedy, Johnson. He plays the role of Omar on the show. While best known as a leading running back who played 12 seasons in the NFL, his focus has turned to acting and technology. We talked to Thomas about his path and career trajectory, what made him decide to transition to Hollywood doing acting and producing after his NFL career, what has been some important tools that have helped him in finding success in the entertainment industry. If you know, if face looks familiar, voice sounds familiar, Luke Cage, one of my favorite shows. Tales, P Valley, one of my favorite shows. Being married to Mary, being being Mary Jane, and many, many more. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Thomas Q. Jones. How you doing, sir? Thank you, thank you. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. I truly appreciate it. Big fan of your show as well. Well, I appreciate that compliment because I uh, we got the interview booked this week, Thomas. Okay, so I, I don't do an interview unless I. Read the book, see the movie, see the show. So they sent me 14 right. episodes. And I'm going to tell you how I usually do I, Sometimes I cheat. They sent me that many episodes. I watched the first two, watched the last two. I got it, right? That's how I, sometimes I do it. I watched yesterday. I got, it started at 5.30. I watched 12 episodes last night. Wow. It wrapped up about 11 o'clock. Okay, I finished, got woke up at four thirty. Got get up at four thirty every day. Got to the office around about seven. Wrapped up the last two episodes. Wow. That's how engaging. That's how good this series was. It it would not allow me to cheat because <laughs> if I'd have cheat, I'd have missed the character development. If I'd have cheat, <laughs> I'd have missed the character moment. If I'd have cheat, I'd have did a disservice to the quality of this great series. Tell me how I got started, Thomas, and tell me why you're involved in it. Well, well, that means everything to to have that type of feedback from something that you produced and and acted in and given a lot of your heart uh, and soul to. So thank you so much for the kind words. And I'm so grateful and appreciative that you you enjoyed the show. 
Um, this show was created by my producer partner, Deji LeRae, and actually in 2014. And I bumped into Deji in 2017. And I had originally heard about Johnson through a mutual friend three years earlier. And I didn't know that it was his show. Right. And when we met, we just clicked immediately. Uh, I loved his insight just on Hollywood, on being a creator. Uh, I, I was just engulfed with the idea around Johnson being that it was a positive uh, series and with a positive narrative around black men. And, uh, and I felt that not only was it something that was needed for the industry, but I felt like it was something that I needed to be a part of and had to be a part of. And so we uh, we uh, created our, our production company, Midnight Train Productions, and we filmed the pilot episode of Johnson just on our own, with our own money, our own friends, our own relationships. And we set out on a journey to shop this thing in 2017. And we were fortunate enough to uh, have Cedric the Entertainer and Eric Rohn, his partner at A Bird and a Bear, see the project, and they loved it immediately. They brought us in for a meeting. We sat down told them what our vision was for the show. They appreciated it being that they were two black men that have been in Hollywood for 30 plus years. And they've had a very similar relationship to the, 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 the relationship Deji and I have. And they were on board. So we signed a shopping agreement and we went to a few different places in Hollywood. Everyone loved the idea. They loved the pilot episode that we had filmed, mm -hmm. but they were a little bit, you know, nervous to pull the trigger because they weren't sure if a black male POV show, uh, number one, would be interesting to audiences. And, right. and number two, would actually uh, pull in the ratings that they were used to from some of these other narratives that they typically push. So we ended up at Bounce TV and David Hudson at Bounce, who's uh, the head of original programming over there, loved the idea loved the concept, thought it was fresh, thought it was new, and thought it'd be a great show for Bounce. And now here we are, season two of Johnson, uh, with feedback that you've given us on that show. So it's been an incredible journey. It's been a lot of fun. It's been intriguing. We've met some incredible people. And uh, we're just looking to keep the, uh, the journey going. Talking to Thomas Q. Jones, former NFL running back of 12 years. Now he's going to be acting forever. Boy, this show was going. You know, this, this guy. Now, how did you get the acting bug? Okay, because you know, if I remember correctly, because I was, a, I've been a fan of yours. I remember you was at the University of Virginia, right? That's where you did college ball, right? right? Then right. you came out. Right. Were you a second round draft pick? What was you? What, what, what? I was. I was. Uh, I was the seventh overall pick in the first That's round. That's right, seventh overall pick. I apologize. And then no, you went to okay. the, you went to the Cardinals, right? Right. It was clowning, and then uh, and because uh, like I say, it's, it's something about you know. Athletes and 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 I was an ACC fan. I lived in Texas. I was I was that's that's amazing. I knew you, and knew your talents, and followed you. And I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. And then right. fast forward, I'm interviewing you on my show about your TV show, and I'm recalling information that I haven't had had a need to call up ever. I was just a fan of yours, just because I just knew you was a special talent. I saw some of your interviews, and you didn't talk like an athlete. In other words, that's nothing negative, but you right. always talk like a person that had a life. This is something you were just doing because God gave you that talent. This is what this right. didn't define you. Your athleticism didn't define you. I think that's what stood out for me, Thomas. Am I correct? You're, you're, you're absolutely correct. I was fortunate to have an incredible mother and father um, as I grew up that, that 
taught me that being an athlete is secondary to being, uh, number one, a good person and also uh, an intelligent person. Because uh, that's one thing people can never take away from you is your intelligence. Uh, one injury takes your athletic career away. Mm-hmm. And so, so much so that in high school, um, I, I had a really, really, um, really, really good high school career. And I rushed for a lot of yards. And my father, um, he understood that on Saturday mornings after our Friday night game that I would want to grab the newspaper and immediately read the sports, the sports section mm-hmm. to see my stats, see what other running backs had similar stats. That's the position I played running back. So he would take the sports section out of the newspaper and I would have to read the front, front page of the paper first before he would give me the sports page. And so psychologically, what that did was it made me realize that, yes, yeah, sports are cool. They're fun. Uh, it's a form of recreation. And even in my case, it was an opportunity for me to get a scholarship uh, to a university and get a degree. But it still was second in regards to me understanding what's going on in the world, uh, being an intelligent person and, uh, and a citizen that can contribute to society. And that never left uh, from the time I was 13 years old till now at 43. Um, that ideal never left. And I think that's been a huge catalyst while I've continued to be successful in, in other industries outside of just sports. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. I've been speaking to Thomas Key Jones. He's a showrunner, uh, actor. Uh, in the high, now I won't call it a hit series, okay? It's a hit series to me called Bounce. It's on the it's on Bounce Network. It's called Johnson. And the Johnson's about four four brothers. You know, I say brothers because of them being brothers, but it, they're not related. They just have the last name of Johnson. They met in school and and was uh, was lined up as Johnson. They they befriended themselves. That is announced in the second episode. And then and the thing about it is that each one of the characters are different. That's what he's talking about. See, Hollywood has a way of saying mm-hmm. what people want to see because it's never been done before. And what they're doing on TV, there's dramedy. And that's what it is. A dramedy is like a drama slash comedy. You know, they got funny moments, but the storytelling and the lessons you learn, the takeaway makes it a dramedy. That's what makes this series so special is that I always tell people, you know, it's a stand-up, and it's funny that, you know, one of the stars of the show is D.O. Hughley, who is one of the all-time greats stand-ups. And then you have one of the backers of the show is a stand-up, Cedric the Entertainer, one of the all-time great stand-ups. And then you also have one of the co-stars of the show, Earthquake, one of the all-time great stand-ups in the show as well. So you have these incredible stand-up components, uh, comedy components around it. And then as actors, they are funny. But your character, Omar, you know, let me just tell you a little bit. We're going to talk about Omar. Omar is a little bit chauvinistic, you know, because he got those old values, you know, think a woman should be like this. And uh, so when you when, when you had to play your character, did you, did you, did you, did some people say, man, you're not going to be like that, are you? Or you say, hey, man, this is a character, this is a role I'm playing. I don't believe in none of these values. Because, you know, your fans hitting you up. I know they are. Talk about it. Right. right. I, I, listen, I... I, I love this show. First of all, just to talk to, to the point of having Earthquake DL 
and Cedric on the show. That was very important to Deji and I because we're standing on their shoulders. They paved the way for us to even have a show like this. Yes, sir. And 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 we appreciate the work that they put in, the struggles and obstacles that they had to overcome to be in the positions that they are. And we wanted to showcase them and and also create characters that our characters could learn from. Because it's important to showcase what you want to see in real life and in real time. Mm-hmm. And I know I had my father in my life and other black men that had experienced life before me that I learned from, whether it be NFL coaches, college coaches. These are men that molded me mm-hmm. and to who I am. And, and they deserve the utmost respect and flowers because I wouldn't be the man that I am today if it wasn't for them. And, and we wanted to show love and appreciation to D.L. Hughley, to Earthquake, to Rodney Perry, to Cedric the Entertainer, even Eric Rome, who's not an actor, but he's Cedric's partner. And mm-hmm. and they've navigated the path that Deji and I as producers, young producers in this business, are trying to navigate through. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to pass the torch and, and it's important for us to show that we respect you and your journey. We appreciate you. We love you. We're giving you your flowers and we appreciate the advice that you can give us. So, that was a huge part of our show is giving those legends their flowers. And then in regards to my character, Omar, Omar is a, uh, he's, he's going through a custody battle and marital problems with his wife, Naomi. And it's a complex situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't want to give too much away because you have to watch season one. Absolutely. Absolutely. You You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. Yeah, you have to. You can stream season one of Johnson on this app, Brown Sugar. You can download the app. You can stream all the episodes from season one, which are 10, 30-minute episodes. And then also season two, if you haven't been able to catch up with uh, on the show on Bounce TV, you can download the Brown Sugar app and you can get caught up all the way up to episode three. No, this four. Sunday at four. Central, episode four. Episode four. Episode well, four, four airs this four airs this Sunday. Oh, it's great. Cool. This Sunday. Um, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so four will be available on Monday. But okay, if cool. you want to download the app, whenever you see this, you'll definitely be able to get caught up to three, episode three for season two. Absolutely. But this character uh is very flawed, just like everyone else is. And and he's confused about um his relationship with his wife. He's He's trying to figure it out. He's trying to give her her space that she needs to figure it out. But he's also a human being with instincts and mm-hmm. and, and needs. Mm-hmm. And he falls short. Mm-hmm. He falls mm-hmm. short, just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. But the, the point of Omar's character is that we want to debunk the idea that black men aren't there for their children, aren't there for their families. He loves his son. It's the most important thing in his life outside of his marriage. And he's fighting for his son. He's right. fighting for the opportunity to be in his son's life and help raise him because he understands the importance of a father in a, in, a, in a child's life, especially a little boy's life. But he's also a human being. He has needs. He has wants. He has feelings. He has emotions. And a lot of times the way black male characters are written on a lot of shows, we're, we're written as void of emotion. Uh, we're written vo- a void of, of necessities. And we're written very emotionally and unintelligent. Um, emotionally illiterate, I'll say. Right. And that's not the case with the majority of black men, especially black men that I know and that they show. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'll be interesting when you get a chance to see it. Uh, you can judge for yourself uh, what you think about Omar and, 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 and Omar's reasoning and his plight. And uh, 
that's the point of the show. We we, we try to create. Let me let me let me break it down a little bit more because Omar leaving out uh, what he did to his boy Keith. But but watch the show. But watch the show. But watch the show. But watch the show. His boy Keith, Mister Sensitive, Mister Sensitive Keith. And then you have uh, Deji's character. He plays the character Greg. You know, and then also you have Jarvis. The, uh, probably the most complex character, I think, outside of Omar. I think Omar's character and Jarvis' characters are the two most complex characters on the show because Omar, they deal with mental issues, anger, anger management. They talk about the, the, the father being in the, in, the, in, the, in the relationship with a child because he's the only, out of the four friends, he's the only one that has a child that he knows of. And then right. that's, that's really important that, that this continues to be that way. Did something happen? Mm-hmm. What happened? Okay, cool. And so I want to make sure that you understand that when I'm watching the show, Thomas. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. Oracle.com slash strategic. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to a really good cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am pulled in by the character, by the, the, the acting, 
The scene continuity, the editing, the lighting, the the the, the believable relationships, all that special. I'm gonna tell fans who's gonna stream it. He says 30 minutes because that's what would air with commercial. It's 22 minutes. It's a fast stream now. I saw 12 episodes from 5:30 to 11 o'clock last night. Didn't miss a beat. Would have did the last two, but I get up at 4:30 in the morning. I said I just get up early and watch the next two next day, and I'm glad I did because the next two episodes were equally outstanding. But the character, man, I root for Thomas's character, which is Omar. He makes me mad, but this is all good. When, when characters are written or acted a certain way that you become engaged in the relationship, so he makes me mad. I root for him. Sometimes I think his wife should just kick him in the in the in the butt. I know he needs to be there for his son, but he does stupid stuff with his boy Keith. Keith should know that he half the time he whiny, don't know how to get a woman. Woman plays him sometimes, and then and then Jarvis over there, he married to a white woman. Don't know how to deal with being black. And then you got Greg over there mad at him because he he part-time Malcolm X. He driving an Uber with a with a two-seater, with a two-door Uber. Who does that? <laughs> That's where the drama comes from, brother. A great hey, show, hey, man. Hey, you summed it up. Hey, you summed up all the characters in one rant. I love it. I love it. That just means you're emotionally connected to the characters, and, and that's the, the, the first thing you want when you're creating a show is you want the audience to care about the characters. You want them to care about the leads, care about their situation, root for them, want them to do well, want them to succeed, but also understand the mistakes they make because we all make mistakes. No one's right. perfect. Mm-hmm. If you if you write a show with a perfect character, people are probably going to turn the channel. Right. Because there's, there's nothing they can relate to. And all four of these black men are very, very different. Different energies, different essences, different complexions, different... Uh, you know, physical attributes. Right. They're all different, but they all are best friends. And you can see the chemistry is natural because in real life, all four of us as the lead characters are really brothers in real life. Right. Uh, Jarvis Johnson played by uh, Derek Brady. Philip uh, Smithy plays Keith Johnson. Mm-hmm. And Daisy Luray, the creator of the show, plays Greg Johnson. And I play Omar Johnson. If you see us in real life at a pool hall, at a bar, at a wedding, Wherever we are, it's the exact same relationship. Right. In between takes, if we're shooting a scene where all four of us are in the scene and they're changing the cameras or there's some quick adjustment they have to make and we all four go into the room where the cast is, you could literally put the camera in that room and you would get the same energy that you get on screen. The same conversations, the same personalities, and that's because Deji and I wanted to cast this show very, very, as, as much as true to the character as possible. So that way it wasn't too much work for the actor to be someone that we wanted them to be as opposed to just being them as an actor and as a person. So that's why the relationships are authentic. And when you watch the show, you automatically can connect to the characters and connect to our friendship because it's real. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Being an incredible athlete and being a who was performing at a high level and from an athletic standpoint, the NFL is the sport in America. And then you come to Hollywood 
And somebody, oh, here's another athlete trying to be an actor. Here's another athlete acting like he got some ideas. How did you overcome some of the stereotypes that you were hit with when you start making that transition from an NFL star to a to a prof- uh, to an actor in Hollywood? Well, that goes back to my father making me read the front page of the paper. Um, that's how far that that mindset goes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I had probably over 90, I had about 95 scholarship offers in high school. Um, I was uh, I was rated the number two running back in the nation coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. So any college in the country that I wanted to go to, major college football program I could have gone to. But I understood that certain schools had a better academic reputation. And so that's why I chose Virginia and Notre Dame. Those were my two last two, two, two final picks. Um, mm-hmm outside of some other schools that were incredible schools, but they just didn't have the same reputation because I understood, what if I break my leg? What if I don't make it to the NFL? Mm-hmm. Then at least I have an incredible uh, degree from a, from, a, from, a, from a very, very respected college and university that will potentially help me get a job, a good paying job. Um, so I never saw myself as just a football player. And even though I played 12 years in the league, that was my life. That was who I was. That right. was what I did. That's how people saw me. There was a part of me that also understood that that's not my identity. And I struggled with it. Even when I retired in 2012, I went through this phase of no more cameras, no more crowd, no right. more mm-hmm. number 20 Jones. Who am I? Mm-hmm. Despite not being you know, raised that way, I still had that. What am I going to do? How mm-hmm. am I going to get validation? I don't have... Uh, the fans cheer me on after a touchdown or when I come out of the tunnel. And so acting, that was the perfect industry for me to transition to because it's not the typical uh, career choice that athletes make. And like you said, it's another athlete trying mm-hmm. to be an actor, trying to be a producer, trying right. to have ideas. Mm-hmm. No, I'm a black man first. Right. Almost, before I'm anything else. <laughs> And so my experience comes before a football. And and so this show was just perfect because I was able to suggest and, 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 and interject all of my experiences as a black man Mm -hmm. into all four of these characters and then act as an actor and bring it to life. Absolutely. So it was the perfect scenario at the perfect time for me in a perfect show. I'm talking to Thomas Q. Jones, uh, executive producer, showrunner, and star on Bounce TV's Dramedy Johnson. Uh, Two questions as we close out this interview. What don't you miss about the NFL? Uh, I don't miss training camp. (laughs) Well, Uh, what made training camp? So I've heard that on TV TV shows, sports. What's so bad about training camp? Training camp, and I, and I and I don't I don't necessarily mean this. I kind of mean this literally, but I I kind of don't mean this literally. Training camp, and, and fortunately, I've never been to prison before. Mm-hmm. But training camp is like being locked up. Back when back when I was in the league, not my last few years, which was like 2010, 11, mm-hmm. but my, I was drafted in 2000. Mm-hmm. where we started training camp in July, early July, like July 11th. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we didn't break camp until September 1st or August 31st, where 
on the latter end of my career, we started training camp and it was a new CBA, collective mm-hmm. bargaining agreement. And so we can only have one, two a day and not three and all that stuff. Then I only started training camp maybe July 27, 28. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was used to being in training camp the majority of my career for um, almost two months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're in a secluded place most of the time. And it's all football every day. So after the first two days, you don't even know what day it is. You don't. <laughs> you don't care what day it is. You don't. You don't have the energy to care about anything but football. Uh-huh. You don't have the energy. My birthday is August nineteenth. Uh-huh. So I just. I still haven't celebrated my birthday, uh, because I've always been in training camp for my birthday. <laughs> right. Right. You know. So. So my birthday is August nineteenth. I wake up in the morning. I have to be at the facility at six thirty, and I have to be at practice at eight thirty. And then training, uh, training room for treatment. Then I'm in the cold tub. Then I have lunch. Then I have meetings. Then I practice again. And then we have meetings again. I don't get back to my room until 10, 10, 15. Curfew's at 11. So by the time I get home and I check all my messages, 30, 40 messages, and I call everybody back, thank you. My birthday's over. It's right. done already. <laughs> next, so, so I haven't been able to really, I, I still haven't psychologically connected my birthday to enjoying the day because. I'm in training camp and usually that's my third week of camp where I'm just physically and mentally drained. So I don't miss training camp at all. Um, I do miss the camaraderie and the brotherhood in the locker room. And, Mm -hmm. and, and I miss the fact that I'm around guys that understand the stakes and the consequences of not being successful as an NFL player. That means you're going to lose the game, which means someone's going to get fired. So the stakes are always here. And so everyone always, we understand each other. We know if you drop a ball, you might get cut. If I fumble the ball, I might get cut. Right. If you miss a tackle, you might get cut. Mm-hmm. So we all have the same energy. And that's why I'm so thankful for Johnson and Hollywood, because it's the same state. There's the same stakes here. You know, you have to force your way in this business because you're not, you're not guaranteed to get a job. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you've done. My last big job that I did was Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. And I've been booked for a lot of other projects outside of that, even mm-hmm. P-Valley. But my role in P-Valley was maybe three episodes, season one. Mm-hmm. But if I wouldn't have produced Johnson, my own series, mm-hmm. as a showrunner EP and a lead act, the, lead, the lead actor, mm-hmm. uh, in regards to the call sheet, what else would I be working on? Right. We wouldn't we wouldn't we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. So the stakes are high if you want to continue to be successful and you want to make money and and and, and evolve in this business, you have to continue to grow and evolve and work hard because everyone at any time can suffer the same consequences. And that's why I think our transition so smooth into this and also meeting someone like Deji that understand those understands those stakes and is willing to work just as hard as me. And he's just as dedicated and believing in him and betting on himself as I am to make this possible. So it's been an incredible transition. I'm really excited. I couldn't pick a better career mm-hmm. uh, and industry to transition into. It's been therapeutic in a lot of ways. I've been able to meet some incredible people and evolve as a person, as a man. And a show like Johnson just only helps me grow and evolve as a black man. So it's been an incredible experience. Well, you've answered both my questions, Thomas, Thomas Q. Jones. Um, High school star, NFL star, 
Now he's a TV star. Next level, going to be a film star. Because, brother, you're talented. <laughs> and all these blessings that I'm throwing your way, receive it. Because I feel Man, blessed after watching 14 episodes of The Johnson on the Bounce Network. It's a hit series. Uh, when they do oh, 30 minutes, they always call them sitcoms or comedies. This is a dramedy. And that's a compliment when I call it a dramedy. And it's put together... Out in an outstanding level of production with the lighting, with the editing, with the continuity, with the storytelling. When one episode ends, they pick up the next episode and right there. There's no lost time. It just feels like it's just one long movie, which is a blessing. And again, thank you for coming on my show and allowing me to go down memory lane and let you know I've been a fan and now I'm a bigger fan because what you put on TV as a black man has never been done before. So know you're a groundbreaker too. And to be a groundbreaker, that means that there's more blessings and more people are going to recognize your talents. And it's, I, I, I'm going to want to meet with y'all. I already told JG, told Chris, I say, look, I need to connect with these brothers because once we sit down, I'm going to connect them with some other people because I want to do some, I want to do some projects with y'all. Okay. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Russian. We appreciate the opportunity. We appreciate the flowers and the recognition and we also appreciate you giving us a voice because without your platform and your voice and you taking the time to watch the series and understand the the narrative and appreciate the narrative, uh, we're wasting our time. Right. So you just as equally, it's a 50-50 partnership between us as the creators and you giving us the platform. So trust me, you're just as valuable to us as we are to creating the show. We go hand in hand. So, so you're going to you, you, you gonna get August 19th, you're going to get tagged because I'm going to wish you a happy birthday on my social media, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming Thank on Money Making so Conversation Masterclass. I appreciate you, Thomas Thank Q. You. Jones. Thank you, brother. All right. Thank you. Always remember, leave with your gifts. Keep winning. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.